I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. herself, Dr. Jocelyn Vita. She's an awesome cosmetic dentist based in California. She owns her own practice. She's killing the game on Instagram. She has 134,000 followers. She's putting out some awesome cosmetic content. You get to see the process of veneers. She is truly putting out some really intellectual material, high yield stuff. I really enjoy looking at it. I would advise you guys to go check her out on Instagram. But today we sit down with her to discuss all things dental school, anything about struggles, triumphs, how to really succeed in private practice, all things about high yield dentistry, things we want to know to make us the top 1%. So tune in, check it out. Let us know what you guys think. And as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Make sure you guys give us a like, comment, review. Let us know what we can do to make this the best podcast we can for you. We love doing that for you. We're trying to kill the game. We want you guys to be the top 1%. So let's accomplish this together. And as always, stay safe and vibe on. Welcome back to another episode of the Dental Student Vibes Podcast. I'm Seth Kalish, here today with Cole Herzig, Matt Havis, and the very, very special Dr. Jocelyn Vita. Dr. Vita, how are you today? I'm great. I'm so happy to be here with you guys. I'm actually really excited because this is my first podcast, and the name has vibes in it, and I'm like really all about the vibes. Like It, it would make sense we would align in this way. Yeah, Definitely. I'm happy. Good vibes only over here. I know. It's all Dr. Vita has 134,000 followers on Instagram. You can find her at Dr. Jocelyn Vita, and that's D-O-R-J-O-C-E-L-Y-N-N-V-I-D-A. So Dr. Vita, you've been just exploding on Instagram. You've become such an influencer, but... We want to talk to you today about how this all started and how you got to where you are now. Okay. So, Dr. Vita, can you give us a little background? Let's bring it way back. Let's go back. School. Remind me of the good old days. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dr. Vita, where did you go to school? 
Yeah. All right. So I'll just, I'll just go way, way back. So I was born in LA, um, Mexican parents. And then I moved to Las Vegas when I was two. From there, I went to Pepperdine in Malibu and got the Southern California itch. I thought the future is me being in like LA by the beach. So I have to move there. And then I got into a few schools on the East Coast and USC and ended up going to UNLV back in Vegas, which was the best decision ever. It was a new school at the time, like 10 years old, um, all the new technology. And we had a lot of, a lot of like one-on-one mentorship. Like we had a lot of professors, a lot of guidance, and it was nice to be living at home again and just not have to worry about my dinner and all those little things. So that was great. And then I graduated in 2014 and purposely, uh, only got my California license because I was going to tell my parents I have to move to California. Um, and so when the license came in, I did that. And I ended up in Long Beach, which is south of LA, and um, started working in East LA, which is a primarily like Hispanic neighborhood. And I remember in six months working there at a corporate office, I only had two English speaking patients. And so because I speak Spanish, I felt like I, I had to be there almost like to to be on their side and protect them and stuff like that. We could talk about corporate dentistry later, but um, I ended up there and then worked as an associate in a couple other places and then ended up where I am now with my own practice. So that's, that's awesome. my story. <laughs> journey over there on the West Coast. West Coast. It's fun. You guys come often? Have you been? Hopefully soon. I mean, we talked to, uh, are, you, are you familiar with uh, Dr. Bill Dorfman? I actually visited him last year. I wanted to go, I wanted to go see what it was all about, you know? So I went um, as a six year out dentist and I watched him all day one time. Yeah. Uh, Bill is the coolest man. I mean, the fact that he's what, 62 now. And when I met him, I said, this guy's in his forties. You can't <laughs> lie to me. That he looks phenomenal. He's living his best life. And he's happy with what he does every single day. And I love that. He's got the yeah. right, he talked all about vibes and energy. And we love that. And he's all about all that positivity. So you have visited him already or you're going to? He extended an invitation, but with COVID and everything, it's kind of been difficult to get over there. So when everything oh. clears up, hopefully soon, we'd love to get on over there. And, and then you guys are going to come visit me. Of course. Exactly. exactly. Okay. <laughs> Everyone's so different. Huh? We're going to take our tour around California there. Yeah, definitely. As we go down, all the monuments. We're just going to see your office. We'll do Dr. Dorfman's. Yeah. We'll I'll let some friends of mine know that you're coming so you can get like more of an experience because I feel like it's so important to see different real world offices, private practices, and pick up like little trinkets from each one because everyone has a way of doing things and you can like learn so much, you know. So that's kind of why I still shadow. Um, I still shadow to this day because I like to see like, what am I missing? What can I learn? Like I just got back from seeing um, Dr. Billy Graves. Have you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah. So I just visited him last month in Texas and spent three days there like in the, in the OR and it was just great because I picked up like tips on dragon dictation, just like real world things that would really help my office too and my patients. So yeah, he's really he's really into the social media game as well because I know I've seen him on TikTok, on Instagram and mm-hmm. yeah, we just got done doing on social media. So that's awesome. 
I, I missed that last part. Sorry. Like, no, it's, it's awesome because you normally don't see all of that oral surgery type stuff on uh, TikTok or Instagram. So that's really neat. Yeah, definitely. Well, hold on, guys. We do have Dr. Millie Grace. We also have Dr. Vita, and she's killing the game. All the veneer stuff and everything. I, right. That's where I learned a lot of the cosmetic stuff is between you and Dr. Appa, honestly. Right? No way. Honestly. You, you mentioned me with Dr. Appa. Yeah, in the, in the same sentence, yeah. You know what? That's so beautiful. Thank you so much. I actually, that's my goal. I want to be like the next generation female doctor, Sam Soleil, Dr. Appa, really look up to them just because they have this personality and like a perfectionism. It's just, it's just like a, an eye for detail and um, just the whole experience. Like you can tell that they are like the part of their experience, like part of getting their veneers and everything. So that's my goal, actually, to like shadow them, but. <laughs> the, oh, so you haven't been to his LA office yet? No, I haven't. Because yeah, I don't know, how often does he go over to LA? I know he's always in New York, he goes to Dubai. Does he go to LA a lot? Apparently every other week or something, but I've been kind of busy the last few years um, starting my office. And so I haven't really reached out too much. I'm just trying to get myself all organized so that I have a better flow. But I think I'm going to start going to Dubai too with Dr. Graves. So, really? <laughs> so that's coming next. Huh? It'll become your rivals. Exactly. Yeah. Rivals? Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, no, no way. It's, it's funny. I was actually thinking that maybe you guys would mention something like that. And um, yeah, so something that has helped me so much is you have to change your mindset on this. You cannot think of rivals. You cannot think of competition. There's so many people and everyone has teeth and there's not enough of us. And so there will never not be enough patients. So like when I decided to start a private office from scratch, zero patients two years ago in Orange County in a shopping center with like five other offices, Everyone was like, there's no way there's going to be too much competition, but like, you cannot be in that mindset. You have to always think of abundance and just think that like the perfect patients are going to choose you over you over you. Like there's going to be enough for everyone. So yeah. Mindset. Got it. And then something, sorry. And then something that is super important is when you leave dental school, you're all going to feel a little isolated because suddenly you're the boss. You're, you're everything in your office. You run the whole entire show. You own it. You're the CEO, the president, the office manager, the surgeon, everything. And so you need to make sure that you make these friendships that continue. And thanks to social media, I feel like, like we're able to do that now and like no other doctors and like make sure that we are on the same side like and help each other out because together we're changing how people perceive dentistry like i feel like this is the first time where suddenly being a dentist is cool you know <laughs> it is i i think so i mean before covid i was excited to dress up and look cool and like be stylish and fashionable now not anymore but um but like you know 20 years ago people didn't like the dentist and now because of social media and our personalities and everything, like that's starting to show. And like, I feel like, like it's, it's suddenly a really um, well-rounded profession. Like it's an entrepreneurship, really.
Right. You know, it's so, it's so funny you say that because recently I was at the supermarket. I don't know why I was picking something up, and I had my scrubs on. It says dental medicine on there. And this old white guy, he he, he was dressed in a suit, and he was an old uh, physician, and he was probably just on his last leg like, about to retire. And he goes, what, what are you in dental school for? Did you not have the grades to get into med school? I was like, no, I picked this profession. I This was my first choice. <laughs> and uh, I'm like insulted by it. He goes, oh, years ago, if you couldn't cut it for medicine, you went to dentistry. I'm like, wow, that hurt. I told him. Well, it's it's harder to get into dental medicine now than medicine. Exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. funny Matt says that because I was just having a conversation with another oral surgeon. And he goes, if you look at the stats, medicine, the enrollment is going down and mm -hmm. dentistry is going up. Dentistry is increasing by a couple thousand each year that applied. Medicine is going down by a couple thousand. So now it's funny how, like, just like you were saying, the trend now is that dentistry is the cool thing to do. Dentistry is popular. Dentistry is on social media. People are talking about it. Because, I mean, who doesn't want a beautiful, white, clean, bright smile? I mean, that's the first thing you notice. You know that. Everyone knows that. That's the first thing you notice about someone. So yeah. and that's super popular. And it changes it has such a strong impact. So this is like another thing why I love cosmetics. It has such a strong impact on the direction of people's lives. It literally, if someone has that confidence, like all their walls fall down and suddenly where they end up in life might be a completely different place 10 years down the road than if they were, you know, like embarrassed every single day to smile. And so I feel like now we're able to show those transformations. And yeah, it's the, the patient I had this morning was talking about how it was the new boob job. You know, like yeah. 20, years ago, 20 years ago, everyone wanted boobs. Now everyone wants a perfect smile. And so I think that you guys are, are entering into like an amazing field at the right time. And like, I'm happy that I'm, I'm in it right now. Yeah, definitely. But it's hard. It's so hard. <laughs> It's, it's funny you say that because like growing up or whatever, I was always meticulous. You know, I could tell you have that same mentality where you can look at something and you just pick it apart to a level where somebody else doesn't. And I always told myself, if I, if I went to medicine, I'm doing plastic surgery. If I went to dentistry, I want to do cosmetics, veneers, like porcelain crowns, everything to make somebody look pretty and give them that smile that they want, you know, what they desire. And I, it's funny that you mentioned that where everyone wanted boobs, you know, it was like, I was ready to give somebody boobs. And now I'm ready to give somebody veneers, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we have a lot in common. I wanted to go into plastic surgery. And then in my third year of college, I just switched real quick. Because I shadowed a plastic surgeon, an oral surgeon, and a cosmetic dentist. And I was kind of bored with the oral surgeon, assisting during nose jobs and boob jobs and stuff. And then with the oral surgeon, I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. And then with the veneers, I was like, oh, I have an eye for, for art. And it is art. Um, but yeah, I feel like a lot of dentists, especially not in our generation, I'm going to consider myself your generation. <laughs> I'm 33. I don't know how you guys, how old you guys are, but um, yeah. a lot of the older uh, dentists are afraid of doing cosmetic de dentistry. It's intimidating. Um, but I think that for us, like that's, that's where the fun is definitely. And with perfectionism, the scary thing is that you're going to have to let go of that because even though you have to have that eye, you have to know when to stop yourself. Otherwise, you're going to beat yourself up so much because you can never get it right. Like, not perfectly. And then through practice and experience, just learn. But if I wanted it perfect, I'd still be there polishing right now those temporaries. <laughs> I would. Because I'm, I'm like, 
great to say the hardest thing is like doing a number nine, a single number nine fret. I'm like, great, let's do this. I hope somebody needs that. You know, I want the challenge and I'm up for it. And I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try both. You know, like I don't want the, the struggle trying to match and everything. Yeah. I, I look forward to that challenge, you know. We're very similar. <laughs> okay, we're gonna, you guys go to Dr. Bill. Yeah, we're, we're going to go. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are, uh, <laughs> No, but at Dr. Vita, so you talked about how your office is actually in the shopping mall, um, as opposed to but kind of like a standalone office somewhere. So what was kind of your driving force behind putting yourself, you know, in a strip center versus that? Because I come from a family where my grandfather and my aunt, they both set up shop in an office space in a busy shopping mall with the Publix and with, you know, all these other different venues. And my grandfather's mm -hmm. philosophy was, this is where the foot traffic is. If people are going to see my billboard and see my sign, it's when they're on the way to the grocery store, getting ready to eat and thinking, oh, wait, I've got this pain. I need somebody to go take a look at it. So mm -hmm. was that kind of your philosophy or, you know, what was the mindset there? Okay. It was, it's really, uh, it didn't happen how you think it happened. So uh, my life is really guided intuitively. Um, I think that has a lot to do with like luck too, like to listen to your gut healing, like on everything you do and to also believe that somehow like your dreams are going to come true, even though you have no idea how, and don't worry about the how, just let it be. So my mother actually passed away, uh, three years ago and I was an associate at the time and so I just buried myself in work but I had been talking to a periodontist that came in once in a while to do our implants about starting our own office for like two years and seven months passed after she had passed away and her birthday rolls around and the periodontist and I go to lunch because he was happened to be at the office that day and he tells me I found an office space and it was on my mom's birthday and so he's like I found an office space do you want to go in 50 50 and do this and I was like oh my god it's a sign from my mother like thank you mom like you're always guiding me I have to take this as a sign so I said yes I didn't have any money I had like twenty four thousand dollars <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing nothing and I just said yes and we went to go look at the space and it was in the shopping center in the middle between a, a big lots of Carl's Jr. Puerto Loco and a CVS basically and it was already built out as an office from like the late 80s with blue carpet, like green walls, just, you know, exactly. run down. But the chairs were there and it was five ops and the, even TVs were there with like monitors and everything. And so the doctor did so well that he just saved his money for five years. He, he came on as a young associate like you guys with these older guys that were retiring. And he bought the practice and all the patients and built out like an amazing office down the road. And he kept paying the rent for like nine months on this thing because he was too busy. Like he just didn't even list it. And so the next week, the periodontist says, I don't want to take on this responsibility. You can have it on your own. And I said, sure. So I called the doctor, took him, took him to lunch. I said, what do you want for all this stuff in there? And he's like, you can have it. Chairs, everything. And so I literally automatically saved probably like 150000 on plumbing and built out and everything. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to take over the lease. And I took over the lease and then quit my job and was like, okay, what do, what do I do now? And I'm like, I was like, well, rip out the carpet. Like, I'm just going to start doing all the paperwork throughout the day. And, and that's going to take time to build an office. But I'm going to use that little money and start remodeling it. 
So that's how it happened. I didn't look at stats. I didn't look at population. I was just like, people are going to come to me. And I have a lot of patients that I had a, a virtual consult this morning from a guy in Philadelphia. So coming, he has an appointment now on Monday. So like, I just thought I'm not going to be the average dentist sending out flyers to the neighborhood. Like people will find me and I'll be fine. And that's what happened. That's great. That sounds like a great experience. So what was your um, time like when you were trying to get the loan? Did you, you got a loan for the practice or? I did. That was a nightmare. <laughs> I thought it was going to take like a month, um, but it took almost three months. And I was just really stressed out that whole time there, you know, and having like guys I would pick up at like outside of Home Depot, like, hey, you want to come paint my wallets for me? And um, <laughs> no, I mean, it worked. Yeah. And um, it took three months to get a loan. So with Bank of America, and they have practice loans to, you know, they want to invest in, in us. They want to invest in us. And they think that like, we're going to succeed. So they will give us like special rates for dentists, um, physicians and vets, usually to right. start an office. That's awesome. Because, you know, we talked before, you said you didn't kind of canvas and fly her out like you would expect to, you know, opening up a brand new office from scratch. So then what kind of was your marketing strategy? I mean, we know you're very successful on social media, you know, with all of your posting and all that. So what, what did you take to, you know, kind of put your name out there, put your foot in the door, so to speak? Yeah, I actually haven't done any marketing at all. Like I have nothing. Um, connections, right? So I think that in the beginning, it was just um, my personality, telling my friends to tell their friends. And so like the first day, I remember like the first patient was one of my best friends the second patient was like a family friend um so it just kind of started trickling down just with people I knew and I'm about four hours away from Vegas and I have a lot of like college friends and and you know high school friends and so they would drive down um we started off slow but this year I've done since COVID um done twice as much as we did last year which was the first year Wow. Yeah. And, and we took two and a half months off. Are you still doing all, when you first started, were you doing all the cosmetics and stuff? Like you just started off? No, you know, I think with cosmetics, it's really, um, it's really like a show and tell type of like, people aren't going to come to you and say like, I want your veneers, even though they've never, they've never seen you do any. It's almost like it's trickles down. So you do one set and then they tell their friends and family, and then someone says, I saw that you did this person's and I want that too. So now it's just building. And it really started building since coronavirus, honestly. Um, yeah, like, yes, yeah, two days ago, I did 21 units. Today, I did 10 units. Um, we closed down for COVID from March 12 to, I think it was like the first week of June. And I had three virtual consults like waiting to go and one girl was from Chicago and I like just arranged everything I was like I'd get on these virtual consults I become like almost super friendly I, I can't help become friendly with my patients like oh I'm gonna tell you which hotel you're gonna stay at these are the great places you're gonna make it a, a vacation for you and your husband and so in the month of June I did um I think it was my record which was 69 
veneers or something like that or 79. Wow. That's incredible. And I will touch on that. You are very friendly. I mean, you're one of the few people that upon just meeting you to send me audio messages, <laughs> and, you know, like explain things. And that's, that's personal touch right there. I mean, you can't get anything. I can't help it. <laughs> it's easy, it's convenient, and it communicates so much through tone. Like, Honestly, yeah. hearing this, I want to see your clinical skills and everything, but I want to see how you communicate with patients the most. Like, just your bedside manner and everything. And yeah. In the room with them, I'm sure it's like very natural. It's very natural, and then that's one thing I wanted to tell you guys, that although your clinical skills are going to matter, like any one of us could do great veneers with a beautiful ceramist who does amazing, incredible work, but it's really like our personality, our empathy, our compassion, like all of those things is really what matters. So like you could be the best dentist and do the perfect filling, but like if you didn't treat the patient right or if you didn't catch on to their cues they might be mad at you they might think it was horrible and you're terrible and we could do like a mediocre filling but you know I ordered I always cater them like GABA green like smoothies and I take like a little break and just just all those things like getting my blanket and I don't really allow my assistants to do everything like I end up being the assistant at the same time because I'm the one saying like, do you want need this? Do you need that? You know, um, but it, it is a personality thing. But I think that if you want to become a great dentist, you have to learn communication and empathy. Really. So I bet um, since you said you don't let your assistants do everything, I bet your assistants love you for that. Like you, they really think Probably. they're part of the team, right? They're spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I dare you to go, go, go work with someone else. No, um, no, I mean, I treat my team like my team, like we're all in it together. I buy, if I'm going to get myself lunch, I get everybody lunch because it's such a give and take. And like our offices become our homes and you want the energy, the vibes there to be comfortable. You want to feel good coming to work. You know, you want to feel cozy and you want everyone to like, love you. It's, it's a family. So I think other offices struggle because they don't see their their team as their team. They see them as their employees. And so Yeah. Well, a lot of times, you know, uh, during an acquisition, like uh, some practice owners might acquire staff with the with the practice, right? Some of them are not, you know, still happy to be there with the new doctor and that stuff. And I guess you got everybody new right off the bat. So how was that hiring everybody? What was that like? Oh gosh, another intuitive thing. So um, my main girl, her name is Claudia. Claudia, I hope you listen to this. Um, she actually, I stole her. I stole her from our last place. So when I quit, I quit telling everyone, um, I didn't take the patients or anything like that, but I told them I needed some time off to heal, like to heal from grieving. And in reality, I was gonna go try to build this. And I told Claudia, don't tell anyone, but like a month before I open, I'm going to need you to quit. And she was so scared. She's like, are you going to have work for me? Like, you don't have any patience. And I'm like, trust me, like, I need your help. And so she, she quit and came over with me. And it was just us two who started in the beginning. That's it. Just us two. Um, and then I found someone to do insurances. And then I found someone else. And then um, my main assistant, ended up being, well, he was an intern right before COVID. 
and they stopped his assisting school, but I kept him coming in since. And so now I've like fully trained him, but he was a friend of Claudia's. Like it's always just people that we know, you know? So I haven't really found any like randoms like on Indeed or anything like that. What? You didn't put out like an ad or like, you know. I love, but that hasn't worked out. It's been more like people finding me. Like I remember our first office manager, she found me on Instagram because I posted some surgical videos and she was a manager at another oral surgeon. And she's like, oh, I really feel like I'd fit in there. Like, let me know if you need help. And I was like, actually, I need an office manager. So she came over. So she found me on Instagram. So even if you find people like from friends or from like work colleagues, do you ever uh, like look for certain qualities that they have, like you said, communication and empathy? Or do you just have like a vibe, like your woman's intuition or whatever, like just being professional? You guys can have the intuition too. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so it's like, it's almost like an unspoken subconscious thing. Like, you know, if someone has it or not, you know, you can ask all the proper questions for an interview, but like, you already know, like, if they, if they're going to fit in and make the cut or not, like, you already know, like, if they're going to be team players or not. So you just got to follow that. You can ask the questions, but anyone can answer interview questions. And you're like, you, they come in for an, uh, an interview and you're trying to feel out their vibe. You know, that's, that's really what it is. Yeah. You feel out their vibe. All the, all the vibe plugs. I love it. I'm living club. Yeah. Let's go. We have a we have a saying in the group. We have a Facebook group as well that's attached to the podcast and it's for dental students and young docs. And we I've said it I quoted it once and the guy said, I think you may have something here. And I said, Hey, ever everyone have a great weekend as as always, a positive vibe is a dental student vibe. And everyone was <laughs> Ooh, wait a minute. Ooh. And that's it. That's exactly how we live our life. Well, as I yeah. the small is back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a dental student vibe to be positive because you have no other choice. Otherwise, you're just going to cry in the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So, Dr. Vito, let's, uh, let's get into – well, first, I want to finish our dental student segment. I want to ask you, as is customary, what is one tip that you would give – a dental student who is about to graduate dental school right now? Take risks. Um, Don't be afraid. Like, go with what you want. Um, And don't listen to other people saying, like, oh, that's going to be tough or that's going to be hard. So just go for it, basically. Like, you've come this far. So if your gut's saying, don't take this job, take this job, even though it pays less, go with that. That's great. Yeah, definitely. That's a good, did you, and also I'll follow up on this. You said take risks. Did you just go straight for it or did you do some CE at the same time? With what? Um, just anything. I mean, obviously your flair is cosmetics. That's really you know, kind of what you, you're yeah. strong. Did you take some CE right away? Um, yeah, I think that like I would get bored if I wasn't continuously learning. So like even during COVID, like I was like trying to figure out like what could I learn? You know, I, I joined Spear Academy and I was like watching stuff in quarantine just because there's so much to know. You know, there's just so many aspects of the business of dentistry and dentistry that like you can never be done. Um, so like, yeah. You take your risks, but do your homework, you know, <laughs> definitely. All right, guys, that'll do it for our interview with Dr. Vita. 
She'll be on again soon to discuss all things cosmetic dentistry, how to you know penetrate the field of cosmetic dentistry and really get your name out there for quality veneers. Get between getting good lab, you know, word of mouth with patients, how to do marketing for patients, all things that you guys need to hear and need to know in order to succeed and become the top one percent. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dentalboxsoon.vibe. So let us know what you think. You know, if there's anyone that you guys want on or any material you guys want to hear about, we'll find someone for you. But you guys got to DM us to let us know what you think. And, you know, in these crazy times, you know, around the holiday season, let's stay safe and vibe on.